All right, that music can mean only one thing. PSG are through to the Champions League final. I am your host, Ed, and joining me today, we have Guillaume and Matt. We're going to break down the 3-0 win over Leipzig. But first, let's get the pleasantries out of the way. Guillaume, how's everything going on your end out there in California? It's going great, except the camera <laughs> on, on my computer, which is like I... it. But um, no, everything's it's a little hot. A little hot. A little hot. Yeah, and sticky. Yeah. But hey, uh, good times. Good. I mean, it's great times for PSG supporters. And uh, Matt, how's everything over there in the UK? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. Yeah, I'm just back from holiday today, so I've been in the car for like 10 hours with the children, so I've been replaying the game quite a lot over and over in my head to sort of keep me sane. But yeah, it's all good, thanks. Yeah. We might need to have you go back on holiday. we got a big win, a big <laughs> game coming up, so we don't. We got to keep yes, everything Matt. the same. Yeah. That's so. fine. I know there's a lot of money in the PSG talk coffers, so maybe you can... Uh, you can book me somewhere last minute. We, we got you covered. We got you covered. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, this is going to be a softball question. So, first of all, and Guillaume, we can start with you because I think you've been a PSG follower more than longer than any of us have. But when that final whistle blew, what went through your mind knowing that PSG were through to the finals? I had been quite um, very strangely calm. Before the game, and uh, satisfaction, a lot of feelings, but nothing uh, kind of disappointing. Nothing like crazy, you know. Normally, you have crazy feelings. Mm-hmm. You jump all over the place. It's 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 fantastic, but it's great. It's it's more relief than a pure joy. We're happy, right? We're yeah. happy. At what point did you? Did you know that we were through? Like, at what point did you think, like, okay, even PSG can't screw this up? Like deep down? Yeah. Twelfth minute. Really? That early? I was like second half, and I'm like, nope, two no, nah, still not good nah, enough. No, nah, there was no doubt. <laughs> at, at no point in that game, there was a doubt. Like they had this at every level, but we'll talk about the game later. But I, I felt it. And um, all the signs before the game, Tuchel, speech, the players, you could tell the focus, they knew they were better. They had confidence in themselves. Of course, you never know it's football, blah, 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 blah. blah. Look at Lyon. I mean, you know, to, to, to go yeah. through Juve and, and City. They could have done it today with a little bit more, uh, you know, being, being a bit more clinical up front. But... Um, but that game, you could tell Leipzig. They had, they were like at every level all the time. All, oh, they had a few actions, okay. Mm-hmm. But even even those, you got like. I think if Paulson, uh, I think it was him, their striker. If he had finished that, yeah, one strike, you know, that went wide. I mean, I think we would have had a real serious game. But he missed the net completely, and the rest is history. Never, PSG took over. I, 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 didn't it make you feel like we were watching like PSG, Bordeaux, or Rennes? You know, it was like we got this, and I had that feeling before the game. And immediately, you know, you look at the setup. I'm taking over that discussion, Matt. You got to fight for your. You're gonna fight for that piece of meat, man. I'm just enjoying this, like this Zen Guillaume uh, <laughs> sort of moment that we're having. I mean, and it's like, yeah, it's all fine. It was always going to be fine. It's all good. For it was an immense 
satisfaction. So I don't want to minimize the, 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 the emotions here because I had been waiting for um, a game like this. Probably, probably my entire PSG uh, uh, life. Yeah. You, you know, I mean, you, you, you know me, what, what I express, what I like, the type of football I like. I like mastery of the game. I like control. I like confidence, talent, professionalism, and execution. Mm-hmm. Well, we had all of this. And, uh, um, and also, when I say mastery, it's, it's tactical mastery. And uh, we had that, and you could tell right away that Leipzig had no solution. They couldn't play their game, they couldn't develop their game, they couldn't counter us where we were strong at no point. And that was with Mbappé, not at 100%, you could tell. Um, that was with Neymar missing a lot. Um, so it wasn't the great Paris Saint-Germain, like, you know, when you compare with Bayern Munich, where you see all the, the players seem to be at 100%, all the starters, we not all players. Um, and despite that, there was no doubt. There was no doubt at any time for me. There was no doubt. I mean, you, I, I could read the, the the tactics and being like, they don't, they can't, they can't. It's Lorient, it's uh, Saint-Etienne, uh, without, without the, you know, the roughness. Mm-hmm. That's it. So, immense, immense satisfaction, immense satisfaction. But that's only a final. I mean, yeah, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Yeah, I think the nerves are going to be a little bit uh, ratcheted oh, yeah. up for Sunday. But Matt, did you yeah. share Guillaume's confidence here? Um, to an extent, and I think that it's quite interesting. Uh, sort of what you were saying that there's no great like there was no great jeopardy in the game by the end was there so there was no sort of like big sort of at the final whistle like wow this is amazing win the final and someone actually said that to me on twitter afterwards they were like is it you know a bit anticlimactic the way it kind of happened obviously because i guess leipzig were probably the weakest team left in the competition and we beat them fairly comfortably in the end didn't we i didn't find it anticlimactic i didn't agree with that really i it was just weird. Like I was like, I didn't really know what to think. Cause you're so used to like something going horribly wrong, like you said. And I think like really at two nil, it was over, wasn't it? Like there was no, I think I did know that in my heart that they weren't coming back, but I think it was probably after the first sort of five minutes of the second half where they did have a go, but they obviously just weren't that good. Were they? I mean, I don't, I don't watch them often, so I don't know, but you take Timo Werner out of that team who obviously is very good and they didn't happen to up front and it, you were just like they're not going to score three goals against us, really. Even, even, even if PSG pressed the self-destruct button, sort of thing. So, it was. It was. I just kind of at the end, I was just like, it was. It was just relief, I think, and and kind of feeling proud of the team, which is a nice change. Like they actually performed to a, a greater, <sighs> yeah, just like just that not being relief completed. again, relief. Yeah, relief. it is. I I think that's Huge. why. It, yeah, it's just not not that sort of sense that they've sort of let us down like they performed greater than the sum of their parts like a lot of those players are sort of quite i know people will bang on about how much our team costs to put together and stuff but a lot of those players are quite low money signings like bernat uh, herrera even someone like Kerrer, who's probably wasn't known to that many people outside of germany beforehand and they all performed they put in a real good collective performance they did everything that was asked of them. They were really professional and they saw the game out in such a such a comfortable way that it really just felt so odd. <laughs> you just don't expect it. So, so yeah, it was just, uh, I think that sort of 
the mixture of sort of relief and sort of and pride that like wow we can actually do this and actually I kind of think well I'm sure we'll come on to talk about the final later but I kind of think in a way it doesn't matter that much what happens as long as we don't get a sort of Barcelona style pump in I won't be if we lose to Bayern Munich I probably won't I will be gutted obviously but it won't it won't feel like they've let us down it will feel like they've done they've done us proud this season and um, we'll see what happens on Sunday sort of thing yeah I think for me I always I I thought that PSG would win um, but I I wasn't as confident as you guys were I mean remember Leipzig was leading the Bundesliga for at least in the first part of the season they were doing really well they played Bayern Munich tough uh, in their in their matchups this season and they got to this point by defeating Atletico Madrid which had knocked out the defending champions Liverpool so like this team even without Timo Werner they've got players that I, I would imagine a lot of Premier League teams want um, so they, they've got a, a team full of really talented youngsters and uh, they got to this point, they were playing with house money. And so against an opponent like that, up against PSG, who were, you know, favorites, who have all the history, I thought, oh my goodness, if there's a moment where they're going to collapse, this, this could be it against this team, this Leipzig team that has a, a really good coach, unique, innovative, and players who can go out there and, and run for the full 90 minutes and not really get tired. But surprisingly they did get tired it looked like that at least like this looked like a completely different leipzig team funny for a energy drink uh, <laughs> team isn't it <laughs> yeah yeah should have had a few cans at half time but i do wonder if they put so much into that um atleti game that mm. they just didn't have anything left in the tank like they looked really just they, a bit heavy yeah. didn't they and their press was very light it was especially here. in the first half it's very well you think it yeah, maybe oh, I, I, guys i'm sorry i know better Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No this is an exciting it, uh, time. We could talk over each other. Yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. No, I don't know better, but they, it, it was. It, everything comes up when, when doubts dig in during a game. And then and, and there's so much pressure in such an important game, and, and you feel the pressure for yourself and from. from everybody, from the fans, from the country, from the club. I mean, you know. And you're in that moment and you have that frustration that you cannot develop your game and you can't really know why. It's because that tactically you're checkmate. Uh, tactically and also perhaps because the opponent has the tools to dismantle your game and you don't have the tools to counter that. And that deflates you like a balloon. It deflates your energy, deflates you physically. And you're going to be tired physically uh, because of that too. That that additional fraction of a second, that additional grit, is now is now gone, and it's a it's a negative spiral effect, snowball effect. And um, Paris Saint Germain deflated Leipzig within the first twenty minutes. And then, of course, Ed, you're like, all right, we've been there before. Yes, but Atalanta, the last. Five minutes of Atalanta, where I'm, I'm going to put big words. We this thing got a soul. Now, what you know? What's a soul for a football team? Eh, but you know what I'm saying? I'm saying that like now it's a normal football team. It was an abnormal football team because it's a construct and it's still new for many fans. And then it's football, there's banter, and then you can project your own insecurities and hypocrisy, you know, geopolitics, money, power, and all that stuff, sure. 
people, non-PSG fans, were looking at this team and, and that voodoo we went through was like completely like unbelievable. And it's still un- unbelievable in many ways for, for us. Now we can see cities, Manchester City has some similar problem. But during the last five minutes of Atalanta, that same voodoo um, irrationality happened. It seems like some of that voodoo was rubbed off on Barcelona and Manchester City now. <laughs> yeah, they stuck. Well, Barcelona, they 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 are stuck in a in a voodoo too. But that time, there was a shift. It's the same voodoo, except no more. That's it. We are done with this. We're done. Like emotionally, there was a, a exorcism, and you see uh, Thiago Silva at the end, like after the game. Everybody's Silva is like out of himself on the pitch, screaming, and he's like, Wah! and you feel like there's something coming out. It's an exorcism. That's what it was. So this team has a soul now, which means like the doubts, the self doubts, the team doubts, the doubts about the status of the team. All this is gone. It can come back. Look at Barcelona. But that's it. That's new for Paris Saint-Germain. And that's huge. And I felt that. And that's why I was so confident watching the Leipzig game. Because I saw what was happening in the Leipzig players. And uh, and what was happening for... I mean, look at Neymar and, and, and Di Maria on Neymar's uh, uh, sneaky, incredible free kick on the post. It's a huge, it's a huge game. It's a huge, it's the biggest game. One of the biggest games in the history of Paris Saint-Germain. The second biggest game in the history of Paris Saint-Germain. And here is Neymar and, and Di Maria cracking jokes because Neymar hit the post. That was at 1-0 or 2-0, I forgot. I forgot my notes. So, uh, you know, I no, yeah, I think it might have been 1-0 at that point. But yeah, I, I remember like no, nobody on the pitch would have attempted that. It was crazy. It was, it was 1-0 and they were like, that's fun. That was kind of fun, you know. It's like, oh, and yeah, they were like, and then back, back into the game. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Immense satisfaction. Immense satisfaction. And don't Increase- forget the way that Neymar even arrived to the game. You know, shirt unbuttoned. You know, the gold chains. You know, the boom box he's walking in. Yeah. You know, an hour before the game, he's like dancing in his hotel room. Like this is a guy that showed no nervousness whatsoever like he was ready for this game i thrive he feeds on his games remember what he did to us remember that incredible pass on the 6-1 remember that incredible free strike he had how uh, you know tricky and provocative he was and everything worked that is in the moment that that control he did for Di Maria? Oh, um, what? That guy. That's another thing we should talk about. I mean, like. Yeah, you're getting ahead left? a little bit. You're getting who's a little left? bit too yeah, far. Who's left at Paris Saint-Germain? Not, you can't adore him, but you can love, love yeah. that and be grateful to have a genius, one of the great geniuses of the history of football. Is a is an unbelievable, unbelievable. It's really strange. It's really they all. I mean, look at Messi and Ronaldo. They're very strange too. 
who would have thought we'd be talking about Neymar like this after what we went through last summer? But uh, Guillaume kind of alluded to us. Let, let's just get into the match. I think it was... Uh, Check, it goes, you know. Yeah, I think it was uh, Julian Laurent on uh, ESPN FC. He said when he, when he saw the formation and saw that Cardi dropped the 4-3-3, he thought that that would be the perfect formation to, to counterbalance what Leipzig was going to do. And so when you guys saw the lineup from Tuchel... Were you like, okay, we got this? Did you like the decision to drop a Cardi? Were you hoping to see Variety? Um, what did you think of Paredes's, you know, uh, run there? I thought he looked really good, and, and I think it was Guillaume mentioned that Mbappe still doesn't look a hundred percent yet. So, take all of those questions and just go for it, Matt. We can start with you. Uh, yeah, I really like the lineup. I think we've, uh, <laughs> I think we've discussed before. I'm not a mad keen on the four two four 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 two, whatever you call it, magic fantastic for blah 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 nonsense i prefer an actual formation which where they can function as a team and i think we saw the sort of it doesn't always work with obviously 4-3-3 for psg hasn't always been the uh the you know magic magic formula but i think it was ideal for this scenario and i think everybody played their part really and i think as well with ricardi the way he was a bit peripheral against atalanta didn't really get into the game uh I think that it made sense to maybe pull him out, and I think that the having the three very mobile players up front really, uh, you know, exploited the weakness in uh, in Leipzig, who were pressing very high up the pitch. But once you broke that press, there was just so much space everywhere, wasn't there? And I don't know whether that was mental or physical or a bit of both. But the point is that Icardi's not the guy to run in behind. The three no. that we had are the guys to exploit that. So yes, I, I would agree with Julian Laurent. Uh, I think it was a, a very good decision from Tuchel. And uh, yeah, you mentioned Pereira said I think that was his best game for PSG so far. Yeah. I thought he was excellent. Pretty much didn't put a foot wrong. I think there was a lovely balance in the midfield. You had Herrera adding a bit of dynamism and a bit of um, his link-ups on the right there with um, Carrera were quite good. And Marquinhos obviously sweeping up and keeping things tidy. And then Pereira's used the ball really well. Obviously a very decisive um, interception for the second goal, which probably summed up, you know, what a good game he had. So I think that's a, a nice headache for Tuchel. If Verratti's in contention for for Sunday, then, uh, you know, he's got a bit of a decision to make there, I think. A huge one. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, what uh, Guillaume, I, I want to ask, you know, talk about the lineup, but first, if you wouldn't mind, Sergio Rico, we got to give him some love, right? I mean, he only faced three shots, but no. he's here on loan, and he stepped How? in. <laughs> That's Sergio Rico. Make, I'm, I hope my camera is going to be in focus. When the ball comes to him and he's going to make a save, he's like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, no! We don't have to give him any love. No, uh, we will. It's a clean someday. sheet. He kept we a clean will. sheet. <laughs> That's not because of him. And. Um, if he plays on Sunday, oh yo 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 yo. Anyway, that was the yeah. That was the only worry I had the entire game. I'm sorry. You had a question for me, Ed? Yeah, just the the lineup itself. I mean, did oh, you lineup. agree with the yeah, Cardi? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, Neymar has ten. So this is Neymar's team, guys. So Neymar can play as a fake nine. As a winger and as a 10 slash 8 slash 11, something like that. But he's a world class number 10. He dropped Icardi, so that means 
Lamar is going to be 10. Demaria's back. What a game he had. What a, what a game he had, Demaria. What a game he had. <gasps> oh, my God. So, and then Mbappe has a nine, fake nine. Neymar is a 10, fake nine. Demaria is a winger, 10. Okay, defend that. Okay, good luck. And on top of this, we're going to put in midfield. Um, so we think big, 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 big factor, Herrera, is at 100% physically. The game under Herrera had against Leipzig. So it's not phenomenal, but it is. It can be because he's a solid tackler. He's got three lungs. He can do short passes. He can do long passes. He's, he's tactically brilliant. He's a mean mother. He's got experience. He's got confidence. And he's a team player. He's the dream midfielder, modern. He lacks a little physicality, but it's, it's still tough for his, for his size. And Herrera pressed Leipzig like non-stop. But not only he pressed Leipzig, he was always there where it mattered. Always, always, always. So we have Era on the right doing that. We have uh, Mar Marquinhos back to a very decent level as a DM. And thank God, being decisive too. Mar Marquinhos without the ball is a nightmare for, not for the, the opposition. And he, press, and he scored press, the press, first press. goal too. I mean, And he scored the first goal too. So you have two... In the pressing department, you have two excellent international level DMs playing high. And then for some reason, I, I don't know why, Leipzig didn't press Paredes, whose role was to pass the ball to Neymar, who plays in between the lines. So Neymar is like, doop -de -doop -de -doop, Paredes, oh, here you are. There you go. Neymar, doop -de -doop -de -doop -de -doop. I'm over there. Oh, yeah, I see you. There you go. So you give the ball to Neymar, and Mbappe knows everything about Neymar. He, he can anticipate it. He can start the movement. Uh, Di Maria uh, cuts in. Okay. What are you going to do about it? Uh, nothing. Okay. That's Leipzig doing nothing about it. Oh, they, they, get a, they have the anti-Mbappe plan uh, because they have the central defense that can sort of like, you know, Buffer the Mbappe factor, but that was that was not a hundred percent Mbappe. His uh, full speed wasn't there, so they got a, they got a, they kind of tame Mbappe a bit. Okay, good for you. Did you tame Neymar? No. Did you tame Paredes? No. Did you tame Di Maria? No. And you didn't tame Bernat, <laughs> Bernat and uh, and and Marquinhos neither. So no, I mean I great lineup. Tuchel had this. No problem. Yeah, I mean, that's, it's hard to argue with that. I mean, and I would say, like, Tilo Kerr, we don't, I don't remember him doing anything in the game, and I think that's a good thing. Whenever he's, like, anonymous in the game, that means yeah. we're probably going to win. Yeah, yeah. Not to when say that he's, like, a terrible player, but, you know. When you've got the world's, the world's, like, most active left back on the other side, like, popping up all over the place. Oh, look, I'm in the box again. Oh, I'm just going to tap in the third goal. Then you don't need your right back to be doing anything. Uh, with my head, do you? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. a header, a header for Bernard. He is so busy, old Bernard, isn't he? What a man! 
or Geyser. Yeah, and now he's going to have to go up, and we'll talk a little bit about Bayern, but now he gets to go up against the team that basically blamed him for one of their <laughs> yes, near losses, right. and they wanted to just get rid of him. We got him for, like, practically nothing, and now he's turned into a great left back for us. So that'll be an interesting storyline to it's follow. He's going to have a tough game, guys. Now, who? I mean, do you expect a full squad on Sunday? Do you think Navas is going to be back? Do you expect Verratti to be in the lineup? I mean, talk about Sunday's lineup. Maybe not, you know, position by position, but what what major changes do you think Tuchel has to make uh, against Bayern? We can go with Matt on this one. Uh, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I'm very much on the Guillaume's uh, school of thought with the goalkeeper. So if Navas is back, then straight back in. Even if he's... I mean, I'd even rather have a... I'm very sceptical about Rico, to be honest. I haven't seen him quite a lot in the Premier League last season for Fulham. And not... Yeah, it is last season, isn't it? It's just weird, weird times. Um, yeah, so... and. When he did have to do stuff, like you say, there was that shot wasn't there straight at him. I think, I can't remember who it was from, from Paulson, I think, which he sort of spooned away and you're just thinking, mm, be a bit scary if he's uh, up against Bayern. But um, apart from that, I think I'd probably leave it as it is. I don't, Marco didn't look massively mobile. When, I know there was only like 10 minutes, so it's difficult to judge, but he's got a lot of strapping on that fight. He didn't look like he was 100%. And I just think it's much as I'd like him there and we're neat potentially would need him quite desperately against Thiago and all those guys. Like if he's not fit, then on the bench. Yeah. He's he's amazing on, from the bench too. Yeah. He's amazing from the bench too. So I think it's a bit boring, but I think I'd broadly keep it as it is. And I think that it's, we'll talk about the opposition I'm sure in a bit, but I think that lineup has the potential to do damage against them, even though I would make them the sort of fairly clear favorites, you know, uh, I think that that's probably the best we can do against them, and I think it will be an interesting game. I mean, so you think they'll be favorites. I mean, I know what they did against Barcelona, but let's not forget, I mean, Bayern Munich hasn't been that great this season. You know, they got the new manager came in and turned things around. Yeah. But, I mean, look, I mean, I feel like yeah, PSG could do that to Barcelona right now. I mean, Barcelona's pretty bad. Yeah, that's true. I, I think that you, if you take the season overall, they haven't been amazing, but I think since the... The guy, Hansi Flick's been the manager. They're pretty flawless, aren't they? And I, they've got a lot of threats. So I think they can be got at as well. I think their defence is, I mean, Jerome Boateng, not amazing player. Um, and I think you can see that they're not the most mobile at the back. I think there's space there which can be exploited. Again, if you can break the press, but that's, I think, easier said than done against them. It won't be the same game that we just played, that's for sure. So, uh, yeah, I would say that I... I think the form they're in. I think player for player, there's probably not that much in it, but I think the form they're in, uh, I would make them favourites. Yeah. I would say we're going to have our work cut out, to be honest. But and, I don't know. We'll see. And they do have a player that could probably match Mbappe's speed for speed and uh, Alfonso Davies from Major League Soccer. <laughs> yes, yeah. um, he's he's quite the like star. Flying the flag for Canada. That's right. Nabri's not slow neither. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Arsenal's probably... <laughs> Upset they let him go. Uh, Guillaume, do you see Verratti coming in, being able to start? Do you think Icardi comes back in, or are you, are you with Matt that we'll probably see the same lineup again? I don't think Icardi's coming back. Well, he'll, he'll be back next season, but <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, we yeah, gave yeah. him a lot of money. <laughs> Sorry, for the game, for the final. Yeah. Um, I. It's going to be a much, 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 much tougher game than anything we've seen so far, guys. So, um, 
Tuchel has so many options. I'm not, you know, none of us are Tuchel's level, and he has a staff, and but he's got an incredible amount of number of options, um, tactically, player-wise. Uh, it's difficult to know, but what we can know is that. So Bayern are extremely confident. They have a lot of weapons. Uh, I mean, Nabry right now is the goal he scored <laughs> against Lyon. Well, okay. Is Bernat going to prevent him from doing what he did, cutting in? No. Um, Lewandowski? And then the grinding midfield of Bayern Munich, the defensive midfielders they have, and that's a Bayern Munich tradition, and they have more on the bench. When those world-class workhorses, because they do more than just, you know, that DM role. Um, one thing, though, is how they're going to stop Neymar. They may stop Neymar by s preventing Neymar from getting the ball, um, which is preventing Verratti or Paradise from, from supplying Neymar. Um, which are that you know they, they have the tools to do that. But then Tuchel can make massive tactical adjustments and put Neymar back up front. And then then it's a different game. Um, but we can hurt them. I mean I think Neymar is gonna hurt them. We know he will. If he cannot if he cannot get the ball, he will come get the ball. And then the team will, the team will adapt. It sounds like Michael. a lot of hurtings going on on Sunday. There will be what? blood <laughs> on there Sunday. Blood. There will be blood. I mean, whether they score or not, there's going to be like, it's going to be emotionally. Yeah. I mean, the level of these two teams right now, it's something else. It's like, look at the game Di Maria had, like every pass, every control is thought out and felt. He's like, he's feeling it. He's thinking about it. You see that a lot in Bayern Munich. Of course, there's little mistakes and blah, blah, blah. But their main weakness is like, uh, yeah. If Mbappe is back at 90, 90%, um, Neymar, Neymar is in a great form. He just needs to put it in. Di Maria, that level, we are going to hurt them, but they will hurt us. And the way I feel right now is that they can hurt us more than we can hurt them, even if there's going to be a lot of blood. Because our wings, I mean, Bernat on the left, who's playing on the, who's right winger for Bayern Munich? Is that um, Davies? Or maybe Alaba? I know they play on the on the wings. Well, no, that's Nabry. Oh, Nabry, oh, okay. And so, and then there's the Davies factor. This guy is insane. He's insane. So... I don't think we have the tools to dismantle Bayern's game. I may be wrong. I'm not always right. Um, they, they, they have more tools to dismantle our game. We can hurt them, but they can hurt us too. Like Matt said, um, they, to me, and then the status of the club. The, the, but they don't have the super X factor which is Neymar. Yeah. So, but they're, they're favorite. 
I'd be it's very definitely surprised if we win. <laughs> it's I definitely a heavyweight, uh, a heavyweight battle. I mean, say what you will about the Champions League and how it played out with the single elimination, but I feel like in this season we've got the two best teams, or close to it, as close as you can get. Like I feel like that's good. One thing I want to throw your guys' way and get your opinion on. Let's not forget it was just a couple months ago. Um, Bayern Munich kind of took Tange uh, Kwasi from PSG, and Leonardo was reportedly not happy about that. He was annoyed about you know Bayern Munich kind of coming after some of the younger players and tapping them up and, and taking them. And then we've got you know a few years ago Kingsley Coman. So you know, speaking of there will be blood. There's there's some bad blood between these two teams, and I think Leonardo and Nasser they would love nothing more than to just stomp Bayern Munich in a Champions League final. And say, sure, you took some of our promising players, but look who's holding the trophy now. I, so I think that adds just a little bit of something extra. What do you guys think? Yeah, definitely. And uh, I think if you're grassy, you'll be looking at that team and thinking, I mean, where, how, where, where's my place in this? And how am I going to play more games than I would offer PSG? Uh, but there you go. I mean, that's, that's kind of up to him, isn't it? Um, yeah, definitely. And I think... Um, I think it's a nice like matchup between sort of old and new power as well, isn't it? Because Bayern Munich is such this this established like sort of you know almost dynasty club in Germany that you know everyone sort of uh, you know gets steamrolled by, and then you've got the new sort of upstart, the new money who obviously uh, split the crowd to put it politely. So I think that's quite a nice uh, that's quite a nice narrative as well, sort of old versus new power in European football. And yeah, be interesting to see who bears out. I think that sort of, I think that's the, the other reason which I would make them favourites. To be honest, is that sort of just the knowledge of having been there before and knowing what to do in finals and stuff. I mean, we obviously have players, and I think we mentioned Di Maria earlier. I think he'll be crucial in that. Obviously, having been to the final before and won it, and been the, I think he was man of the match in the final, wasn't he, in twenty fourteen? So I think his experience will hopefully be quite vital to us um, in terms of sort of maybe settling the players down and not making too much of a big deal out of it and hopefully getting them to sort of... And then Mbappe, 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 of course, Mm -hmm. did win the World Cup, which I just completely forgot about. Similar tournament. It's mad, isn't it? But Mbappe could be about to complete football. It's like literally, he's going to have fought all the end-of-level bosses and he's going to have gone back through, got all the Easter eggs, like completed it on like, you know, he was yeah. bummed. He's doing uh, the 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 after game uh, post post match interviews with with the media. He was talking about Neymar and and the the Ballon d'Or, and you could tell he was bummed that the Ballon d'Or was cancelled this year. Yeah. Thinking of Neymar, but you knew deep down he yeah. was he was like, I want to win the Champions League and the Ballon d'Or now. <laughs> I want it now. Yeah. And that's Mbappe for you guys. Is just a. F- that's that's how these millennials or is is Mbappe even a millennial? With like, is there I mean, Gen Z? I mean, he's probably Gen Z, isn't he? Yeah. Or Z, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna complete football. It's normal players. for him. He's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Someone we'll should tell me it's not it, supposed to be this easy. You you you're world champion and you score the goal during the World Cup final. Y- yes. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> Why? No, nothing, nothing, Killian. No, just like you know, pointing things. And now it's the Champions League final. Well, yeah, yeah. And, and he's finally going to be a hundred percent. So I think PSG's got a really good chance to win. But oh, no, uh, we can win. We, we can, can win. win. Absolutely. We can win this game. I'm uh, confident. But we're gonna have to like step up the the, the 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 chances we've been missing, which is very unusual for the, for this team, 
if we're like this, we're not going to win that game. Yeah. And you saw it tonight with Leon, didn't you? Yeah. Like the, yeah. um, what's he called? Toko Kambe had a really good chance. And um, yeah, one of the other guys, uh, yeah. yeah, they must have had like three good chances before Bayern scored. And then like, boom, boom, two goals. And but like, do you, we've had two games of this now. I mean, do you think this could possibly happen with, especially Neymar, he's been missing the champ- chances. Do you think three games in a row that Neymar is just going to miss the net completely? Like, I mean, I ha- no, it can't happen. I feel like it, it feels like it's shaping up in sort of for Neymar to do something in the final, like, you know, really sort of iconic. So hopefully it won't happen. I mean, it could be something bad that happens. But You know what I'm saying like now? Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I'm so sorry. Go, I'm, go I'm seeing images of, of the game and Neymar playing as a 10, being fouled within the... 25, 28 yards line. On the right, well, we have a phenomenal free kick taker named Angeli Maria. On the left, well, we have a phenomenal free kick, free kick taker, which is Neymar. And uh, kind of have that feeling of a free kick going on on Sunday. And that may be a great way for him to, like, you know, reconnect with the scoring factor of, of the game. You heard it here. But, Put your money down on a Neymar goal from yeah, a free kick. Free kick. <laughs> oh, I, a, a Neymar foul and many Neymar fouls mm-hmm. close to the box and we have Neymar and Neymar. I just hope he scores and like lifts up his shirt and there's like a message to like Barcelona, like au revoir Barcelona or something like that. I just, you know, just kick them while they're down. I'd love that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I wanted to getting back to the Leipzig and even Atalanta you know, I saw some chatter on Twitter, and I just want to get you guys' brief thoughts on this. Do you think that playing those two teams diminishes PSG's accomplishment? Now, remember, leading into those games, everyone was like, look out for Atalanta. Oh, you know, Leipzig, they're, they're good. You know, they got some players, you know. Um, but, of course, after PSG beats them, it's like, well, they were easy anyway. So, like, do you feel like that dimin- the opponents diminish? And then, plus, now the narrative starting to turn. Well, PSG didn't play for five months, so they're really well-rested, whereas before it was like, well, PSG, you know, they're not going to win because they're not going to play. How can you play in the Champions League in- after going five months with rest? So do you guys notice that changing of the narrative and people trying to, like, diminish PSG's accomplishments so far? We can go with Matt if you want to start. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's always likely to happen, isn't it? But I think most teams don't play. You don't there's not many teams who play like Real Madrid, Juventus, Liverpool, and then beat Bayern Munich in the final to win the Champions League. That's not what happens. Like when Liverpool got to the final the other year, they played a load of old dross. Like they played, I think the best team they beat was Roma. Like no, no offense. So it's like, that's just what happens. It's just, it's a knockout competition. You get, sometimes you get a good draw. Sometimes you get a shit one. Like we've had like years of shit ones, like getting like, over and over and over and over and over and over again yeah so like it so no basically i think it's a load of nonsense it doesn't diminish it at all i think you can make you can make an argument is that not a a sort of straight knockout single game competition is less has less sporting merit than two legs because you would say it there's more jeopardy in one game like there's more there's less chance that the superior team will prevail isn't there as you've seen i think with Leon, you'd have to say if they played two legs against Man City, Man City would probably win most of the time. But in a one-off game, like anything can happen, right? So I can see that point of view, but I don't. I think Atalanta were one of the form teams in Europe going into it, and I know they were a little bit under strength, but so were we. So I think that's a really good win. Uh, 
And Leipzig, like you say, I think they've had a great season. They've got some really sort of highly rated players. And, um, you know, you can only beat what's in front of you, can't you? And if we beat Bayern Munich, the team who everybody thinks is the strongest team in the competition, then we'll be we'll be worthy winners. So I there'll always be people who are, you know, got a bit of a down on PSG. That's kind of up to them. It sort of doesn't, not that interested in it, to be honest. Guillaume, I know you've noticed this too on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I don't have much yeah. else to add to what Matt said. I mean, it's just the way it is. The life is of a just PSG the way it supporter. is. Um, haters are gonna hate. Lovers are gonna love. <laughs> well, on that note, let's let's uh, wrap up this show with some um, questions from uh, Twitter. And so the first one I want to ask you guys: This one comes from one of our contributors uh, at T13. Um, suppose PSG wins the final. That's a big suppose. Uh, does that make it more likely or less likely that our stars extend? Does Mbappe feel like he's delivered his championship and had fulfilled any obligation? So I guess you can also extend that to Neymar. So PSG wins. Do you think the guys are going to move on? Or do you think this, they'll say, let's run it back and for a few more seasons? This is, we got a good team collective. Uh, Guillaume, what do you think? Neymar, yes, Mbappe, uh... I'd be, I don't know. Mbappé is not going to stay at Paris Saint-Germain, guys, for life. Just, just get that in your head. That's not happening. That's just not happening. He may stay, he may extend, and, and yeah, it's possible. He may stay a few more years. I mean, they love playing together, Neymar and mm-hmm. Mbappé. And, and that's, uh, that's a big factor, and things are... So that probably is going to slow down the departure of Mbappé. But that'd be big news for Neymar, and this is Neymar's team, guys. It's, you know, I mean, Mbappé is right behind, but it's Neymar's team. Um, when you see what Neymar is doing right now and how he's carrying the team, Mbappé is not. Mbappé is not carrying the team. He's unbelievable. Yeah. He's, a, he's a unstoppable in many ways. But Mbappé cannot win a game like Neymar can win a game. That's true. So and Mbappé's without, a little injured, so hopefully on Sunday, maybe he'll win that I'm, game for I'm, us. I'm, I'm talking in general. Okay, yeah. You know, um, is of course, incredible. But you feel something about Neymar that's still a little higher. We'll see Mbappé in a few years. Um, it's, hard to, it's hard to know. It's hard to know. But I, I feel Neymar, yes, Mbappé. Mm, we'll see. Okay. Matt, what do you think? Yeah, I sort of broadly agree I think that if we win the final I think that will hasten Mbappe out the door because like what's what would be the point what's <laughs> what's he got left to do really just in general in life he might as well just retire for his feet I don't know <laughs> no I mean more like but what can what more can he do at PSG if he wins the Champions League in like his third season and he's got a load of league and medals and other domestic honours uh, I think Neymar's staying anyway I don't think there's a market for Neymar frankly like Who's going to buy him? Barcelona. I mean, who'd want to go there? Frankly, <laughs> losers. Um, um, so I think that I think Neymar stays either way. I think if we lose the final, I think maybe we get an extension out of Mbappe because that might have given him the taste. And like you say, Guillaume, he seems happy in the team. Him and Neymar obviously have a good connection. And um, yeah, hopefully that might be a way he sort of sticks around for a couple more years. But I think if we win it, that's probably it will probably be the beginning of the end for Mbappe and PSG, which is a bit sad, but I think, like you said, I think that was kind of inevitable. He's not going to, 
he's not going to be a one club man, is he? I mean, we we think that. I mean, I know Ronaldo and his idol has moved around, but Messi's been at Barcelona. I mean, stranger things have happened. I could see Mbappe maybe signing a, a two year extension and staying, and then he'll be in his mid twenties and could leave. So I think we could have a few more years with Mbappe, yeah. especially if he looks around and sees like, well, where the hell else am I going to go that has a better team than someone with like Neymar, who I clearly enjoy playing with, and we complement each other. Yeah, that's the thing you don't know, do you? Like, um, and. Uh, I think you're right. I think that it's entirely possible that he extends as well, like you were saying, Gary. But I, uh, I think the the incentive to do that is probably diminished if we if we win it, sort of thing. Um, this one comes from at T Dunn Sports, Tyler Dunn. So he's got two questions. The first one we've already kind of talked about. We can just gloss over. Do we think that French teams, Lyon and PSG, benefited from not finishing off the league season? I don't think so. I think that that was a lot more difficult because <laughs> you're not match fit and risk for injury but here's the second question i want you guys to answer so psg set the objective for winning the champions league they're one game away from achieving that goal where does this potential success rank in psg's history uh guillaume again you've been a fan longer so would this be the biggest in the history (laughs) i would have to say so right yeah it would yeah yeah that's a simple answer yeah yes yeah it would yeah i mean the, you're you're glossing over our sort of Coupe de la Ligue sort of uh, you know prowess, coupe, which coupe is coupe de coupe. Yeah, coupe de coupe. <laughs> yeah. that I was nice. That, yeah. yeah, I mean that's a that's a that's a record to hang your hat on. But yes, obviously the uh, Champions League's hard to beat, isn't it? I think um, even well, I don't know. Yeah, I, it's, <laughs> there's no there's no real argument against it. So it would be the uh, the crowning glory sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, we, there was the, what is it? What was the last European trophy? It wasn't even the Champions League. What was it called? The the Cup Winners or Cup, yeah, Cup Winners Cup, Cup, Cup yeah. Winners Cup. Uh, uh, ooh, oh my God! Over 19, like 1998, wasn't and, it? 1998. Uh, Champions League final. 19, uh, see my sorry, 1995. Yeah. And then I did a piece for um, a website uh, called Offside, but the, was it 2008 where they escaped relegation on the last day? I mean, you could argue that's really important because maybe QSI doesn't come in and buy the team, but. I think we have to agree that this would be the biggest. Yeah. This would be huge. It would. Every critique of PSG would probably go away. We wouldn't have to listen no. to. Yeah. No. no, I mean they would. They would yeah. still critique, but it wouldn't really have any legs to it because they would have finally reached the summit of what they've been trying to do, and and all the focus would be on Manchester City, who still haven't gotten as far as PSG now. So, and Barcelona. And Barcelona. Real quick, uh, we'll get out on this note. Just did Neymar. Did he see the writing on the wall, and that's why he wanted to get out of there? I mean, he, he's now in the final. Barcelona hasn't been able to do that. They've had epic collapses. They've gotten smashed 8-2. I mean, Neymar should get some credit for seeing what was going on behind the scenes there and, and getting out. Or do you think this is just luck, and he just lucked out? Um, I don't know if he saw the writing on the wall, but I do think that his, his departure seems to have been like... I don't know if they're sort of... if. They've been sort of sticking voodoo do- uh, pins in their Neymar voodoo doll or something, and it's come back to bite them on the uh, on the ass. But um, it does seem to have been the catalyst for everything to go horribly wrong for them. So I don't know if it's kind of sort of chicken and egg situation whether he saw that the writing was on the wall or whether when he left they suddenly they were like, well, if Neymar can leave Barcelona, then maybe Barcelona is not a sure thing. And then obviously their their transfer business has been pretty sort of. Uh, shambolic since then hasn't it but yeah it's looking increasingly like a like a smart move i certainly know which club i'd rather be at at the moment no it is but three years ago that was another story yeah and we were still 
the, the, the football fans were still riding the wave of the Tiki Taka and the, the Xavi Iniesta, Puyol, Messi, uh, I mean, and so on and so forth, like the, the incredible Barcelona I know. And I think he left because he's hungry as hell. And um, he had the feeling that Messi will be in the way of his glory. Yeah. Uh, and like, he was right. Messi was going to, is, I mean, was in the way of Neymar's glory. And um, he's, a, he's a courageous guy. I mean, that's a big, that's, he was in a comfortable spot, very comfortable. And to do that, but at the same time, it's like, listen, do you want to, we want to give you a team with immense resources and we want to make you like, you know, the player you want to be and the, 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 the figure you want, you want to become. Are you interested? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. You know, and he went for it. And um, yeah, he had that Instagram post where, you know, it was a picture of him crying on the pitch, holding his foot. And that was uh, two days ago. Saying like, listen, two years like this. And uh, so it, it's an amazing moment for him. Yeah. But, but it won't be when, if Paris loses the game tomorrow night, that won't be an amazing moment for him because all he wants to do is to, is to win that, that, uh, that trophy. And that's all we, that's think, what we want to do too. Go ahead, Matt. Yeah, so no, sorry, I was just going to round off on Neymar because I always I'm always a bit mean to Neymar, and actually I've sort of obviously warmed to him recently. Um, but okay. I do think one, well, <laughs> okay. especially over here, like you can't. Uh, I think uh, over here he gets such a hard time for being basically weak. Like they just think he's weak, and I don't know if it's a bit. I don't know what it is, like why they dislike him, but it's basically weak in every way, weak with his diving, weak mentally and stuff. And I think completely the opposite. I think like you mentally. say, yeah, 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 seriously. Like <laughs> you hear it like okay. on sure. the commentators, the commentators last night, they were doing my head in, they were like, oh yeah, he hasn't got it when the, on the big occasion. It's like that guy is really mentally tough. Like you say, it's a, it's a big decision to leave Barcelona oh. when he did. And you see him in the game. Like he is so like, he is so resilient. Like, and he is oh. always, you know, he he is always completely sort of I think one thing you can't say of him like he does have his faults but one thing you can't say of him sure. is that he's not mentally tough and that he's not focused and that he's not you know he's not always driving that team forward sometimes you know for better or he's worse when hungry. he tries to do it all himself yeah so he's, he's, I, he's got that incredible hunger too much maybe according to some people you know but he's, he's got too much swag yeah. too as we saw i mean he, yeah. yeah he knows how to do it right he knows the he knows when the cameras are on let's just say that <laughs> yeah it's um, exciting i'm excited to see what he's going to wear for the final but um yeah i just think like and how big know, the boombox is going to be yeah yeah you know and Maybe he's not like the easiest like person to love, but like you said, I think he's certainly someone you can't help but admire in a lot of ways. Yeah, and, uh, oh, yeah. yeah he's certainly won me around to an extent. Well, that is an excellent way to end the show. Uh, let's just go around. Guillaume, real quick, let people know how they can find you on Twitter, and then Matt, you do the same. Uh, before I give you my Twitter handle, which you know people can't wait to know, um, just a quick note. We love to make fun of FIFA, UEFA, all those instances. Um, with with COVID coming in, I'm very 
happy and satisfied with, with, with the way UEFA handled it. They made the right decision. And they kept the spirit of football. I mean, the Champions League is an incredible competition. Incredible competition. The games are insane. Not all the time, but most of the time. The level is absolutely phenomenal. And they, 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 they made it like a World Cup um, style. And it works. Well, easy for us to say, huh? Because <laughs> the final. But emotionally, I mean, the games were great. Everybody was like, wow, those quarterfinals were great, man. And then the semis were not bad. And we'll see what type of final we we're going to have. But it, it worked. And they've done that really quickly. Adapted and kept that spirit. Good job. Uh, yeah. Kudos. Off the, yeah. off the door one. Off the door one. Excellent. And then Matt. Well done. Well done to NASA and all these little UA familians. But <laughs> I, I'm, I think it was probably him who sorted all that out. Um, I am at PSG Tourist on Twitter. Uh, just before I go, quick recommendation for the Nicola Anelka documentary on Netflix, which I watched earlier. Uh, really good. We should talk about it a bit more at a later stage. Not that much PSG in it, but he's an interesting guy and it's it worth watching if you guys, interesting. Uh, interesting. You guys yeah. like French football and stuff. I would say we could talk about it during the off-season, but as soon as the final's over, we yeah. the season's going to start, so There's we don't really have an off-season. So, yeah. But we, we'll definitely talk Crazy, about yeah. that. And uh, we won't have a show, obviously, before the final on Sunday, but we will try to get one up as soon as we know the result. It's either going to be really great or kind of sad. We'll find out. Um, it looks like out. the game is on for me where I am at 1 p.m., so check wherever you live where the game is. You're not going to want to miss it. It's going to be fantastic. And uh, we'll have it covered on the website, um, and then we'll talk about it on the podcast. So thank you, everyone, for listening, and we'll catch you next time.